and welcome to Anno Annie. We still don't remember the name of that anime we saw on that day, or as we call it here, Boruto's Dad. The somewhat regular uh, anime review and preview podcast here on the Mighty Loading Ready Run Video Entertainment Network. It's the Weeb Team! We've reassembled! As is our want every four months or so. I signed a no contract. Calling yourself that? Mm-mm. All right. Hey guys, I am your boy Ian Horner, and joining, well, with me today, because I don't own this. This is this is all of ours. That's right. We, we all got. Hello, it. I am co-owner of this podcast. My name is Coriander Dickinson. I am founding member and partner Brendan the Beach Deary. I've seen some common rider. My name is Heather Deary. Um, Let us begin today <laughs> with the first of us. With Ian. a short prayer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to no. one anime, Ian. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, we got to go, of course, over our. Uh, what is, I want to say picks. Yeah, they're, they're the things they're, we wanted to talk about from last season. Exactly. Yeah, which summer. This time would be the, f- the summer 2017 season. Yeah, and we, yes. should, and we should be clear for everyone out there. These are the things we chose to talk about. It's not exhaustive of everything we watched, and it's also not our favorite stuff. It's just stuff that we saw that we wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise we're only going to talk about two series. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to start? Well, I might as well start off here this season with... Ooh, ballroom A Yokoso. Welcome to the Ballroom. So which was a... Heck of a surprise for me coming out of this season. Coming okay. into the season, I'd love to hear why. Actually, yeah, why are you surprised, Ian? Well, I didn't watch any previews of it, and I didn't, uh, I didn't read anything about it. I just had it said to me, "Hey, you should watch this anime about the ballroom." Mm-hmm. It wasn't, "Hey, you should watch this so much as you have to watch this with me." He <laughs> uh, jumped out of the TV. At Someone you. told him you have to watch this with me. I believe mm-hmm. that same person told us that we had to watch it, just yeah. not with them. Hmm. It, it's just surprising how much a show about ballroom dancing can be exciting and also factual and also JoJo-esque. Like, I, I saw this and actually said this show is the most JoJo thing on television at this point. In fact, if you called it JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4.5, Welcome to the Ballroom. You would have believed it? I would have believed it looking at the the bends and the the moves that these people have. And the fact that everyone's a giraffe. Everyone, yeah. Necks, Necks are, are so long. long. <laughs> Their backs are very um, bendy. Bendy, but also perfect posture Like it's The art style is very free to show movement in its own particular stylized way. The story is, you know, you're pretty much your standard shonen sports style series kid needs to find a new activity because he's going to a new school. He decides to try ballroom dancing. He finds out that he is preternaturally good at ballroom dancing. And then hijinks ensue as he works his way up through that the is, ranks. It is a very shonen thing that they try to do a thing and they realize that, or they don't realize, but everyone tell, finds out behind the scenes like, wow, he has the touch. Yes, mm-hmm. he is very good at that thing that he has never done before. Yes. And how must like, he not know that? Except that he's, you know, he's a hard work protagonist, so yeah. he has in fact worked very hard, and that yes. is why he's good at it. Yeah. And he pays attention to other people, which is his special skill. Yeah. Also, I didn't... Being an introvert. Yes. <laughs> I didn't actually get from this that he was... He needed to figure out something to do because he's in he's in middle school. What I got from it was there's this beautiful woman or that that sits next to him or near him and he's like, 
she seems kind of interesting, and I am interested in her, and, oh, she does dance, which is a very outgoing thing, mm-hmm. and now I want to go watch her do that, and now that I'm here, actually, I just want to do this myself. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never got the point at where it was like, when did he stop wanting to get Bone. to know her? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, when did he stop wanting to, like, I want to date her, and turn into, I just want to dance? And it's happened, it feels like it happened really, really early. It's, 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 it feels like that, but now jumping into the second season, which we'll get to, it doesn't feel like that the wanting to bone has changed. No, I think that's so. probably true. He just realizes that he has to be a much better dancer. Mm. Yeah, but it's, it's again, one of my favorite things, which is taking a shonen uh, sensibility and applying it to something that you would have never in a million years think would be a shonen sports anime. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's that's probably one of my favorite shows of this season, if not... Uh, I'll heavily agree on that. First, and definitely my first pick. Hmm. Anything else to say about it? Moving on. All right. My one and only pick from summer is Boku no Hero Academia 2. <laughs> uh, my Hero Academia. And I guess this is just a continuation of all things shonen. Uh, the students at the Hero Academy go out to do some internship and there's a bit of a tournament and they get to fight their teachers and the bad guys are on the move and getting together and being real creepy. Uh, I believe this also included Hero Killer Stain, but I'm not sure if that was this thing because it's like, of all the things to add into a nice pleasant shonen series, we need a spawn villain (laughs) of some kind. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Who, who can only apparently be referred to by his full name and title, Hero Killer Stain. They Hero never Killer not, Stain. They never not called him that? Yeah. Okay. Every time. Huh. I think what, what I like most about this this season was uh, the addition of some of the new characters who have instantly, be, and the expansion of the characters we've already seen, like uh, Space Woman 9, <laughs> Face Sucky Finger Alien Girl, <laughs> Space Suit Person. <laughs> And the best hero of Please all... Please just talk about Froppy. Best genist. Oh, yeah, best genist is pretty good. He's a man who just wears denim everywhere. Just all the way up, up to, to his eyes. eyes. He has, like, a belt around his face. Wow. It's great. He, he makes his crew all wear jeans he's a professional, and comb their hair down. He's a professional hero who's, who's part of the mentorship program. What's his power? I have no idea. Wearing jeans. Okay. And having great hair. I don't don't even think he can manipulate denim or anything like that. I think he just wears jeans and that's his power. Holy crap. Wears them the best. Okay. (laughs) That's why he's the best genist. When you Uh, say it that way, it sounds like you mean something different. Like best genius. I think that might be it. Like like science genes. Like well, it's like we, I think we finally discovered what the principal's power is, because the principal is an anthropomorphic mouse, and his magic power is uh, that he is best at strategy. Like, he can predict everything that someone's going to do oh. and plan around it. Neat. So mm-hmm. he gets to sit leisurely in the mech body of a giant robot and drink tea while... Laughing maniacally and explosions go on. Looking back on the season, a lot, a lot, a lot happened. They went from the tournament arc at the beginning, which was also a sports day episode. Yes. Then the fight tournament portion of the arc. Then they got to the final exam of that portion of the arc, which was fights against the teachers. Yes. So, and then the hero killer arc happened. And then more. Like, Wasn't 13 episodes? 
it was packed full of okay. stuff. That's huh. actually pretty I think good. that's combining two 13 episode segments, but I think I think that mm. all happened mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, it, it, all, it all happened in an uninterrupted stream. <laughs> There's <laughs> always stuff happening. Like even when they go out for like shopping trip day, it's like oh no, an encounter with a villain. Okay, yeah. this yeah. this may become one of my catchphrases of this particular episode, but this show is relentless in how fast it's pushing forward with plot story and character development. Hmm. Really happy about that because it's cool. yeah. one of my When you favorite say series. character development, do you mean? All characters? All the characters. Yeah. There's like cool. 20 plus characters that all get their moment. Yeah. So some get more than others, but that's going to be the case when you have a cast as big as you have in this series. I think that's it for me. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm going to talk about uh, Centaur no Nayami, or Centaur's Worries. Uh, yeah. I can be mad about Centaur wearing pants again. Oh. Yes. Also known as, if a horse would wear pants, how would they wear pants? They'd wear it like, as you're about to see behind me. That's that's how a horse would wear pants. Or a bathing suit. That also shows up in this video. Yep. Uh, I... So I watched this because I was reading the manga, and like everything else, I wanted to see how it was, uh, how it was, how they bring it to life, how they animate it. And I felt like, yeah, it's, I still really enjoyed watching, watching the stories be animated. Um, the... Like anything else, when there's always like the the, it's weird because the lewd things that show up in the manga don't even show up that often. But when they do, it's like okay, it's again, it's a panel and you're done. It's not like Monster Musume where it was like, clearly this was meant to be a lewd manga. This is a full two-page spread of lewd. Yeah, exactly. This is more like there's like a few frames or whatever. You know, there's there's a you know there might be a page where something happens or whatever. And in this, it's kind of like when when the weird things that make you uncomfortable show up, they they of course because it's animated continue to make you uncomfortable over a longer period of time. <laughs> um, but there's not a lot of that and. I just I love the fact that they got to the point where the Antarcticans show up, which are the uh, which are the snake people. When they show up, um, they're a little odd because the they make them into Vulcans essentially. It's like mm. I, we don't understand what you have these kind of why you would have emotions. these type of emotions or that you would have this kind of art. Like what? Why do you have art? Why do you have culture? We don't understand any of that. What is love? Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little like they're that. the not snakes, right? They're Which? definitely snakes. They're, 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 you're not supposed to not call them snake people. Yes. Definitely snakes. Yeah, yeah. With legs. And I, I, I love the reason I, I love the series is because I love the world building and I love the just the ridiculous like here's how we would deal with all this if people had six limbs if everybody had six limbs and and the fact that they are wholeheartedly devoted to like equality above all and if you do not believe in equality then you get plucked out of class and get sent to re-education camp like it's really fucking sinister everything you said to me you told me about this series over the past few months makes it seem I would love to watch a yeah. very different show set in the same universe yeah exactly right like I was like there's no way you would enjoy watching this <laughs> I'm almost certain but I mean everything everything about the the layers of it is very interesting it's just how it's represented as you know, it's like it's still very moe kind of. Badass. Yeah, a lot of that going on. So, uh, three piece swimsuit. I still liked it. I still like being able to see how it was all animated. Sorry, three piece swimsuit. So the centaur have a three piece yeah. swimsuit. Yeah. Right, because you need to cover both the leg, both the crotches. crotchal regions, both crotchals. and <laughs> and the top no nose. Yeah. yeah, it's the pants that actually just make me okay. angry for some reason. Every time I see them, I just <laughs> I, I don't even know how she puts them on. 
They have they have a piece of an episode where they I show how that happens. I don't want to know. It's very it's complicated. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it doesn't require any hardware though. It's just a, that's weird. You learn how to. I mean, it's like anything else. If you didn't have arms, you learn how to put on clothing. You just would learn how to do it. It's just. So she just has like six limbs instead of only two. It's, it's just and some of the way they're. Yeah, no, I have trouble getting my pants on in the right direction sometimes too when it's really dark and then <laughs> don't want to either really high or really drunk <laughs> or have no arms. Pants usually don't go on in that situation. <laughs> it's like I woke up and I forgot how to use my arms. Yeah. All right, I'm done. Let's move. Let's hey, move, hey, on, move hey, along. Hey, questions. Have questions. Oh, okay, you have questions. What? About what? <laughs> did, 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 did the series come to an end? Are we going to get a second season? They're not going to do another season of okay. this. There is no way they're going to do another season did of this. Did you get a satisfying ending? Yes. <sighs> did you get an ending? No, what I got was a fan service episode, and it kind of pissed yeah. me off a little bit. Because really? I was like, they did, this, they did a fan service episode. At the, the part where right now where she's running, and, she, and they're all like... Are they playing D&D or playing, something? They're playing a video game, yeah. I think, is how it all works. Some RPG. There actually is a there's, a, there's a... there's a few chapters of the manga where inexplicably... Hime, the, the centaur, ends up in like a medieval world. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those things where she's like playing, uh, you know, she's playing a video game or she's playing an RPG or something with her friends. No, she literally time slips into a medieval world. <laughs> they see her as a god and it spends three chapters going through this whole thing of she needs to try to find her way back home. And what's even weirder is that he, the, the mangaka interleaves it with other chapters. So there's a chapter where she's <laughs> fucking gone. Then the next chapter is, let's see how the Chief Sisters are doing so, with and whatever. And then it's like, what the fuck? And you come back to it's like, and now she's back to Hime doing this thing. I'm like, oh my God. And then like, after three chapters of this, it's like, well, I'm just gonna, you know, we're gonna figure out a way to bring her back home, and so, she comes back home. Did the manga could just say like, I, I'm bored of this interesting new world I've created. Let's do a dungeon manga now. Yeah, it was weird. It was like kind of out of nowhere that it was just I'm kind of don't want to. I don't know what stories to tell, so I'm gonna tell the story. Oh well, I actually now I have a plan for. It. I want to do it over a series of chapters, and I'm like, that must have driven the fans nuts. Like anyone reading is like, what am I reading? Well, how did you feel about it? I like that in the manga when I figured out what was going on. I was like, okay, this is. This is fine. It's interesting. It's it's whatever it is, um, and when it wrapped up, I'm like, sure, that's great. Let's let's go ahead. <laughs> the anime where they end on a fan service, I'm like, I completely understand why you did this because you're like, we have to build in our requisite number of tits for mm. this show to keep people watching it and get them to buy the Blu-rays and stuff. And I was still like, I guess I feel like that was very like I have nothing against fan service, very but it's an ending that seems really yeah weird. They, like, like well, it was the only half of... the episode because in the other half of the episode was something else. But the fan service thing is what stuck in my head. I can't remember what oh, the second okay. half of the episode was. It feels like something you want you'd want to throw in as a Blu-ray extra. Kind of yeah. To, to literally get people to buy. It should have been an OVA, yeah. but whatever. Oh whatever. Um, are you? I was are, fine with are, it. Are and your I, questions been fulfilled? My, my questions have been fulfilled. Oh, right. cool, cool. <laughs> Moving on. Um. For one of my picks for the summer, I went with Action Heroin Cheer Fruits, which I believe I did bring up as a pick last time. Mm -hmm. um, it is uh, one of those shows where local town is kind of small and dying out a little bit. There's a, what a, uh, it's not a community center, it's a theater? It's like a cultural center. A cultural it's center a, yeah. that, that the one girl who ends up leading this group wants to keep going because her grandfather or father or whoever had this place built and took her there and it's getting it's going to get destroyed they're going to take it down and her aunt is like hey if we can find a way to get everyone to come here and fill the seats we can keep it open 
and so she strives to do that by making a superhero stage group with with all made of girls, but it's very um, magical girl mm -hmm. feel, and there's like a local hero contest channel of like who's number one in the area, and so they make cheer fruits, and they write, they get a girl to write stories, and they they find a girl who's really into explosives, so they get stunts that way, and they get wires so they can fly all over. And one girl, for some reason, lives in the train yard in a train, and so they just use one of the train station platforms they, to perform the on. The platform that's no longer being used at the, at the station? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, I want to say it's probably not got a high budget because they do a lot of animation sheets where nobody moves for a very extended amount of time mm -hmm. and they show crowds where nobody moves mm -hmm. for a while but you can hear stuff going a lot of on. Cannon flat going but, on. But a lot of that I think is to save money. Yeah, I think it's to save money for some of those stuff at the end. Because there is a lot good. of there is a lot of animated stuff where there is fighting and stuff going on where they do animate that. And plus you don't have to sit through the whole story. Like you don't have to sit through like them acting no. the holding on stage. But, but but one of my favorite parts is so there's a there's a girl in uh, a wheelchair who is helping direct and stuff, and um, her twin sister who is an idol who is retiring or whatever comes to town. They get her into it, and she's this this girl in the wheelchair is trying to help, and they're like, no, no, you should be on stage too, but she can't quite do that. So she takes up a director's role, and she orders this box from like Amazon or something. And she's like, all right, I'm gonna direct and we have to be serious. And she starts to direct. They're like, what's, what's this box for? And they mess up and she pulls out a metal ashtray out of the box and just flings it at them. And she's just got this pile of ashtrays and she's just like, again, oh, Which again. apparently is a reference to an actual director who used to do that. Oh, it's and she has 500 ashtrays in this thing. She's like, I'm going to do it this way, so I'm going to do it. I can see that. That's so good. Yeah, it was, there's... It's, it's pretty delightful. It's a really cool series, I think. I think they, I, I think they really, um... Everybody gets a chance to shine in the show. Everybody has a bit of story, and um, and you really do feel at the end. You're kind of like, do it, do it, yeah! And you're like, yes! And they did the thing they were supposed to do, and and it was they good. Did it. Yeah. And they did it, and that's yeah, what's they, important. They, they make a show where they time some stuff to fireworks. It's happening in a festival behind them. Yeah, except that that gets all effed up because they're like, oh, well, it's going to rain, or we're not going to have to do the fireworks at a different time. They're like, but we're in the middle of doing the show, and we're going to time the show like climax to the fireworks and it's like can we actually pull that off and mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I, I i like the little rating show and then it's like uh they they get up really high in the ratings and then they fall like to like number 22 or something and there's like hundreds of groups and they're all like oh no we we did so poorly but everyone in town's like no we're really proud sign our beer so we may sell it <laughs> it's cute yeah, like nice. it. it's a little bit uh a little bit realistic yeah I mean, well, so definitely everyone is like. There's a there's a girl in the in the in the troupe who is definitely like, oh, we have to come up with branded goods, and so there's constantly there's this undercurrent of we have to come up with like t-shirts and all these other things as well. I don't know what show that is. Yeah, we we moved to a different show all of a sudden. Oh, Rama. Weird. Or something. Not huh. action cheerfruits? No, no, this is something else. That, that's action cheerfruits. Okay. Weird. Okay, I don't, I don't know. know what that is. Oh well. <clears throat> Moving on. Yeah. Uh, so my second pick from this summer is kind of a cheat, 
but I'm going to let it go. All right, all right. Are we going to let it go? Uh, yes, yeah, because we, you, you we, don't really have a choice. Yeah. Okay. Because technically, uh, I, I had to make a choice that was on the spreadsheet, and that choice was Haikyuu, Concept no Tatakai. Okay. Now, I'm not just talking about the movie, because we haven't watched the movie. We did just finish marathoning the entire series. All right, what is Haikyuu? Haikyuu is the story of Volley Boys. Uh, sorry. Volley Boys? Haikyuu is the story of a young boy who decides that he wants to make a volleyball team. So oh. he does. But then it's bad because no one joins his volleyball team and he can never quite make it. And junior high is over and it's, it's sad. Then he goes to high school and gets on an actual volleyball team. And that volleyball team was... Uh, just it, it used to be a powerhouse school, and now it's kind of fallen into disrepair due to some bad management and bad students. It was a volleyball powerhouse school. Yes. Okay. Cool. Just wanted to be sure. What, what did I say? No, no. You said it was a powerhouse school, and I'm like, no, no. It's cool, but it's a, he ends up at a school where they don't have a volleyball team. Where they generate cool all day by shoveling it in. And <laughs> it's just like it's always they end up at a school where the team is already a good team. Yeah, and no, this is a thing where it's like we used to be a good team, but then we stopped being a good team. Yeah. And so they, they got the nickname the Clipped Crows. They because oh. of the name of their uh, well. school, Katasuno, references to crows everywhere. You, you can see, possibly in the background, in every opening, they're always uh, associated with crows. Right. And then, so, they're now the clipped crows, but this is the story of their three, three seasons of them clawing their way back up. After season three, which is this movie, mm. uh, by the way, the season was an entire single match. Wow. Yeah. It was good. It was really, really good. This was on par with uh, with uh, Welcome to the Ballroom in terms of just moments of triumph going through it. Mm. And it's uh, it, the characters are great. You get to see them develop. The nice thing about uh, Haikyuu over top of things like Prince of Tennis is that it's not entirely fantastical. Pretty much everything you see people do in that series, human beings can do. With a little bit of you know exaggeration for speed of balls and whatnot, but but it isn't Prince of Tennis. No, it's, no. it's not Prince of Tennis. It's it's a it's a realistic sports series. And cool. Yeah, I'm I'm now waiting anxiously for the next chapter of to be animated hmm. because we've after three seasons they've clawed their way up to winning semifinals. <gasps> wow. Yep. They haven't hit the finals yet. Yeah, they haven't. They, they now have, I believe, the ability to go to nationals. Cool. Yep. So they could lose the finals in order to make let them go to nationals and have it be an even bigger victory. I kind of, I, I kind of thought like, oh, and we're going to see some some failures because they'll have to claw their way back up, you know, and right. learn from their mistakes. But no, they've just kept winning. <laughs> All they do is win, win, win every day. Good. But they they do that in an entertaining way, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't get old. Oh no, you 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 never feel like any win is guaranteed. Mm. Nice. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So that's that's my second pick. Yeah. On to Beach. Oh, right, yes, because you had the one pick. Yep. Tsude <coughs> um, Zude Children. Tsude uh, Zude Children is a, uh, it's a series based on a uh, four-panel comic by Wakabayashi, uh, I always forget his name, Tokita? Tomia? Tomia, I think it is. Anyway. Um, because the reason I mention that is because uh, he originally did a series of web comics or a series of four, uh, four panel comics that were just this, and it was just called Wakabayashi's Four Panel Collection, is all it was. But it was this constant thing of 
let's take a bunch of high schoolers and let's let's enjoy the awkwardness and youth and embarrassment and pain that comes with two people liking each other. Mm, cheery. Mm. Yeah, and it's 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 so cute because there's like there's there's a couple that I mentioned this last time as one of my picks for this season, so I was definitely going to talk about it. Um, and rather than get into the thing, the things that I liked about it uh, was that they did manage to catch uh, the style because definitely the the character design is something that's really uh, I think integral to enjoying how funny it is watching these everything happen. There's like, like all the blushing is there, all the really big smiles that I really like in the original are all there. Um, there's certain characters they they captured everybody's characters' personalities I think really quite well as well because it it is you're going to get broad strokes because it is a very it's 15 minute episodes, which oh. sucks because I I feel like they could have cranked out a lot more, but I imagine there's only so much, um, they probably have only so much budget they could uh, put to this anyway. Um, but there's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of chapters of the manga, uh, and they get into uh, things where it's like, oh, everyone's going to go on a trip to Kyoto now, and all the relationships that built up over time, you're going to see how that kind of they interleave with each other because mm -hmm. of, you know, everyone now is going on a trip to the ocean or they're going to Kyoto or they're going to whatever. And you get to see how everyone's talking to each other about, oh, are you still having problems with your the person you're in love with? Those kind of things. And and yet it's still all four-panel comics. It's still all gag comics all the way down. Um, and I thought they just did a really, like, the, the uh, animators did an excellent job of of bringing that world to life. It's still a very gentle series. It's, there's not, doesn't seem to be much at stake. Um, and as the manga goes on, it got... Uh, there were times when it got more serious and there would be like tragic things that would happen. Um, none of that really showed up here, but it was still really good. I really liked it. Good. Cool. Uh, my second and last pick for this season is Izakai Shokudo, or Restaurant to Another World, which is a very nice series. It is about a Japanese restaurant that makes Western-style food that is every once a week has a magical door that connects to a fantasy world so you end up with uh on once a week he gets customers that that are um like there's humans there's elves there's lizard people uh the fairies demons demons uh the dragons who turn into humans to enter and it's it's this nice kind of rpg setting like a tavern thing where people come in and it's always kind of fun to watch them enter for the first time because they're like what is this weird door sometimes the door is actually attached to a building mm -hmm. so some of them think they're going into a building where the restaurant disappears and then sometimes it's just a freestanding door <laughs> and they're weirded out by it um but they all react differently to it i think it's the oh, was it the lizard or the lion man who they fought for the lizard man. The lizard man. They yeah. they, they have tournaments uh, and they fight to see who gets to go onto the other side of the door uh, for a whole year. And if you get to go in, you order the food that comes back, but it means you get to sit down in the restaurant and have like your fill, your fill of food, you and then you get to bring back the portions that go to everybody else. And everybody pays. Like there's, you have to bring money, and yeah. so what he does is he he takes money, he takes the gold and the silver they bring, um, and then he finds a way to make use of that himself. The the fun thing with it is, uh, as you see the characters start to like, you, you get like a few characters who are just kind of on their own. 
uh, and then they start to kind of interact with each other. They know each other's real names. They all come from the same fantasy world, just different parts of it. Hmm. But they start referring to each other as their food order because they all almost always order the same food. Yeah, right. Because and clearly there's really no cute. better food than the one that you eat there, right? So and they have, have food arguments. They argue over whose food is the best food to choose from. <laughs> yep. Which is it's fun. Um, plot progression-wise, there isn't really any. It's, hey, here's a new character, here's what they do. Sometimes they find the other character on their side and maybe they get a job or... Um, an elf comes by and finds out that man can make food that doesn't contain meat. Weird. <laughs> and stuff like that. It's very nice and delightful. It's very much a food anime in the, the fashion that the food is drawn very well and everybody who eats it is like, oh my god, this food is so amazing. Let like, me describe how it's so yeah. amazing. But it's never it's never like there's an overarching story. Even though it kind of feels like they're they're pushing one at the beginning, it's just it's it never not there. And I kind of... I kind of wish they had put one in a little bit. Yeah. Self-contained? Yep. Oh, yeah. All self-contained. I would be surprised if they made any more of this, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they did. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, Bidget, you're the only other person here with something left on there. Oh, God, oh. you're right. Wait, no, you have three, too. Yes, I do, but oh. I think we're going to want to talk about that, this. That one last. Yes. Okay, so then I'll go next. Um, Yokai Apartment to Yuga Nanichijo. Uh... The okay, so the yokai apartment <clears throat> goes by an actual real name, but it's about this this uh, this young man who um, his parents die. He uh, lives with a family for a while. He feels like he's taking up a lot of space, so he says, "No, no, I'm in, when I hit high school, I'm going to move out." So he moves out to the cheapest place he can find to live, which is that place, the yokai apartment. Uh, for those of you watching the podcast, you'll have seen it just go by there. Um, and the reason it's so cheap is because it's filled with yokai, with spirits and, and ghosts. Not, not and entirely. Kind of There's some other There are ones. some people who live there as well, uh, but it's it, there's a ton of yokai who live there. Um, this is based on a manga I'm reading, uh, and this is really good. Like, they really pull it all together. It really feels a lot like it does in the manga as well. Um, the the young man is kind of lost. He doesn't really know what he wants to do. Um, but he's like, I'm going to take steps towards doing whatever. He moves into the place. He gets all freaked out. There's a whole bunch of yokai there. And so then when, uh, because he has to live there for six months before the dorms open up, the new dorms open up at the school they, he's going they, to. They lit on fire or something, yeah. so he yeah. couldn't go to the dorms that he was supposed to go to. Yeah, so he lives here for six months, and he's all scared and stuff in the beginning, but slowly he starts to get to know everybody, and every, there's all these, like, cool people who show up and visit there as well. And he, you know, ends up having some hero worship for uh, Ryu-san, who is, like, uh, he, I believe he's an exorcist, but he's very, very powerful. He's a mage that does whatever. And there's like a famous author who lives there, and there's like a high school girl who lives there, but she's also an exorcist. And and so that's her right there. And after six months, he moves out, and he moves into the dorms. And then he realizes that he's lost the closest thing he's ever had to a family. <laughs> and now he wants to move back, but he has no idea how to do it because he was like trying to take steps and move forward in his life. And so there's a lot of that. There's a there's him interacting with his completely platonic best friend. There's absolutely nothing going on between these two boys. None whatsoever. That um, doesn't feel that way. Sure doesn't feel like that. Uh, uh, so they have their um, they have their relationship and their friendship as well, which is really interesting. And this is a thing where it's continuing into this season, is, which is, is great. Is that the best friend with all the, the sakura petals and no, no, slowly no. removing the jacket? That, no. that one. That, yeah, that, yeah, that's Hase-kun. Yeah. Hase yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah. Pretty boy. Yeah. He, he shows up a lot with gifts for everybody yeah. and... and 
there's like a little child ghost yeah. that he essentially acts like a dad towards. It's real cute. He dotes on him all the time. Ghost it's really dad. Weird. Yes. <laughs> it's it's really like an it's not a it's not a heavy series. Uh, it's not bleak. It's not grim. It's just a thing about here's humans and and spirits interacting, and here's what comes of that. And he over time gets used to living there, and then things happen to him as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's actual plot. Who's your favorite character? Um, Who's your favorite yokai? Oh, um, Ruriko-san. Yeah, the yeah. hands. Ruriko-san's the best. She is a she is a set of hands. Mm-hmm. That's all she is. Oh. And she cooks the best food you've ever eaten in your life. Just like best hero, Boku no Hero girl. <laughs> She's only a set of hands. She's invisible. Totally. Oh. <laughs> Rad. But let me tell so you. she wears clothes and... Let me tell you, the arrow art of her is incredible. <laughs> I've seen cosplay. <laughs> People have done cosplay and they... they yeah. That's good. Uh, for, the, for the next one, for Ian's, I would say Ian should go through the synopsis and then we could all take turns talking about what we love. Yeah. Because yeah. I know we're all going to want to say, have words about this. Uh, this is a show that completely blindsided me this season. I had no interest in watching it, looking at the descriptions or the uh, the art. Yeah. Made in Abyss came out of nowhere. Someone said to me, huh, watching the first episode of this, it looks pretty good. Something bad's really gonna happen to these people. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, bad things really did happen in this series, and I completely forgot that they were going to happen. Every right. time something bad happened, I thought that was it. Mm-hmm. No, this is a story about uh, a young girl who has growing up in an orphanage in this strange world that could be our world, where she lives in the town in a uh, crate island that is a crater. And the crater is a pit that goes deep into the earth. And inside of that crater, there's a curse, I guess, which makes people feel bad when they go down into the upper levels. No, like it's when the ch- they come back up. Like, yeah, well, yeah. When yeah. the children, because children are the ones who start out training and they go into the, the abyss, as they call it, and uh, hunt for artifacts and bring them up, and there's an economy and sales happen. But she wants to go much deeper because her mother sent a letter supposedly from the bottom of the abyss, saying that she'll be waiting for her at the bottom. With this letter came a strange young robot boy with a belly button for some reason. (laughs) And a completely (laughs) normal penis. Totally normal penis. (laughs) In any rate... It's going to give you the wrong idea about this show, but don't. They literally just say that. It comes up. They comment on his his genitalia. He's the complete opposite of Golgo 13. Mm So they embark on a, a journey to go to the bottom, and it starts at the top, and everything is happy-go-lucky, and as you go down, shit gets progressively more and more real. Mm. And, you know, the, the ending theme seems to show you, like, from the beginning of the series, it shows you a nice happy-go-lucky synopsis of what the series is going to be. The tune is like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And there's a terrible mascot character that seems like it's going to be a cutesy little thing that I'm going to hate so much. And you meet it. And it turns out to be one of the worst reveals ever. Not in terms of the character. The character's great. It's just going to kick you directly in the heart like a horse. Mm -hmm. This series broke me on several occasions and was also relentless in its forward movement of the plot. Uh, and the fact that there is not a confirmed second series coming out at any time soon has me infuriated. <laughs> yeah. 
it effectively should. ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And then they put in a thing that was like, by the way, there's probably more. Except when's that happening? Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. It, 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 it might be good to know that this is based on a webcomic, mm -hmm. of all things. By the way, me. and the, the manga kind of behind it is... Amazing! Yeah. Oh, the detail. Did not realize that the uh, when I saw pictures of it that those were from the comic. They're... They spend a lot of time. Do yourself a favor if you have not watched Made in Abyss. If you like uh, adventure shows, if you don't mind things getting a little grim and dark, uh, it's it's not constantly grim dark all the it's time. It's not horribly it violent, like on screen violence. A horror, yes, series. Yeah. There yeah. will be blood. Yeah. Oh yeah, they definitely and happens. and gore and psychological um, mm -hmm. uh, issues. Body but, disfigured. Yeah, but, there's body horror. But there's, there's some, lots of body, body horror. horror. But lots yeah. of good science you know, science fiction fantasy really type of stuff. It's such a weird. Um, it's Do a weird world. By the bean people. <laughs> it's such a weird, yeah. weird world because of as you move further down the abyss, like they'll end up in an area where it's like, oh, it's very, um, you know, it gets progressively darker and darker the further they go down until they they proceed to yet another level, and now all of a sudden it's like bright as daytime out again, and there's no reason why it should be, and you keep moving further and further down, and it's like, and then it gets dark again, but then it gets light again, and it's like, it's not entirely clear how the abyss is doing this and how it's you know uh no. it's not entirely clear what the abyss is and and any of the things that go on all you know is there's a curse and the curse gets worse the further down you go and the it only affects you when you rise yeah. and not yeah. between levels so, when you rise like a little bit it starts to affect so, you so it's like the first level if you go down the first level and you try to come back up especially if you're not used to it because it seems like if you've done it enough times you can kind of get used to it mm -hmm. and it won't affect you as much you will throw up. Uh, if you go down to the second level, and then the moment you try to come back up from the second level, it's not like you start to throw up. You get the, the second level of the curse yeah. hitting you. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the bends. Only and was it level five or six is supposed to be death? Yeah. yeah well, there's well three is bleeding from every orifice. Yeah. yeah. Possible internal um, organ, da organ damage. Four, I think, is loss of humanity. Yeah. Oh, by the way, loss of humanity, not the same as loss of five? life. I thought it was yeah. five. I think five, five was coming out of five. Yeah. Loss of I think loss four, of life four slash humanity. More death. Yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. There is death is the have, least of your troubles. They have ways. a whistle system where everybody gets whistles and they're different colors depending on how experienced you are and what levels you get to go. And so, like the white whistles are the highest level yeah, that we you, know of. You start with red with the kids, and then it goes up to I think it's blue, purple, black, black, black. and then the white whistles. Uh, they're such a high level that each of their whistles is a custom design. Yeah, and they they have them. typically they have a special artifact with them that only they know how to use. Yeah. So yeah. That kind of, but they don't, it's not like Bleach where they're like, oh, look at my sword and the thing it can do. It's like, they have a thing. You might not get to know what and that that's, is. And that's nice, because not everything is explained. Yeah. There's, there's not just tons of exposition. Oh, you got the uh, this thing, this weapon that does this and this and this, so but don't do this with it. Yeah. No, yeah. They, these characters, at some point, they get a very special artifact. And then lose it before we, we get no to see what it does. does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's it also... Happens. Um, like our, our main character starts in that orphanage and so you get to see a lot of her friends and every mm -hmm. now and then they do go back to see what, what's going on there because there's a story going on there as well. Not as much right now, most of it is focused on the abyss, but I do yeah. like that 
they don't forget that, hey, we did introduce a bunch of characters earlier. Yeah. yeah, and that there is something important going on in regards to living this close to the abyss and the effect it's having on people. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? And why are there cave raiders? And why are... The thing that comes over and over in the series is this idea of that the adventurers, people who go into the cave, the idea that they're being drawn to the abyss for some reason. Right. And the show waffles back and forth between saying that's just the you know the human spirit of exploration mm -hmm. and no there's literally something that's drawing them into the abyss and and whether that's a physical object or it's some sort of uh, thing about the abyss that's doing it it's like I don't know but it's great this mysterious it's, it's gr what I like about the mystery in the show is that we don't always get all the answers yeah but you can tell that there is a meaning for everything. Yeah. I don't think the writer's trying to just write it stuff yeah. into a corner. Nice. Did we all enjoy this then? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really want there to be a second season soon. Yeah. I think it's probably just on hiatus for like a couple seasons. I hope so. Yeah. Let's, let's hope that's the case and then when they've either got more manga backlog they can deal yeah. with it or... My only complaint is that the opening theme is like four different songs crammed together. <laughs> Yeah, it's... It, it kind of is one song, and then it turns into another song, and it turns into another song, and like, I'm like, each one of these songs is good. I wish you just decided to play that one all it, the way through. Is but. it the opening? No, it's the ending, where if you watch through the theme, you can tell what levels that yep. they're going through, yeah, and yep. essentially... And what episode things will happen on. Yeah. yeah. I really like that. I also like the uh, next time, whatever, where they show the uh, map, and they show the characters and what level they're currently at. Yeah. Yes. And it's the fact that the the, the thing is like... They showed that it's because it's only about six kilometers deep mm -hmm. is what's been mapped. And it's like, well, six kilometers is not that far. And then you start seeing them move through it, and you're like, yeah, they, they went down like 1,500 kilometers today. Also, they're cheating. Years today. They're and they're cheating. cheating. They're yeah, cheating a they're lot. Cheating but, a lot. But, but it's really interesting to see that it's like, oh, they're, they're descending this much, and yet it's a lot, but it's also not a lot. It's, it's not an empty pit. No, it's, it's definitely a, not an empty pit. So, but Well, shall we move on now from our picks of last season to our future picks? For winter of twenty fall of twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about let's, let's go opposite direction? Heather, do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, I will start with Code Realize, uh, Sose no Himigimi, uh, which is based off of a video game. Okay. Uh, it is an Otome game. Oh. Which is partially, I think, why I want to watch it. All right. Um, it follows the same plot. So it's uh, the main character is Cardia, and she lives in a mansion that's abandoned on the outskirts of town. And uh, she has a deadly poison within herself, so if she touches anything, they rot or okay. burn or whatever. And then, uh, so people think she's a monster. And supposedly what's supposed to happen, I guess I didn't really get a chance to watch the first episode yet, but um, the royal guards come to take her away. And in the middle of that, she is rescued by Arsene Lupin. The original, the, the I think. First, the okay. first. Um, and Victor Frankenstein, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> she's, uh, he's going to help her locate her dad to find out why, why she's like this. But yes, uh, there is also uh, Helsing, Victor Frankenstein, Saint Germain, um, some other character who traveled with Arsene Lupin once, uh, who is not the samurai or... Uh, yeah, it's not <laughs> those. Um, not because going it, on the first. It, it is an Otome game, so it's going to be look at all the pretty boys. Here's one girl, and uh, I, I suspect the story might be pretty good mm -hmm. <laughs> because the the game is supposed to be uh, one of the 
one of the better Otome games from mm -hmm. what I've read. You know, doing some research for some streams. Code Realize. Yeah, it's a game for the Vita. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Neat. Are you going to play it? Probably. <coughs> well, I'm going to watch this anime. Might just be easier that way. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I can figure out which boy I want to go down yeah. first with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to pick, uh, my first pick is Yama no Susume Omoide Present. Um, Yama no Susume is, uh, the, the English tagline on this is Encouragement of Climb. I see there are tiny children here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's super cute. It's about a, uh, it's about a bunch of girls who, um, I'm going to get to watching this because I'm actually trying to watch my way through the first season and I'm reading, uh, reading the manga. Um, but the manga translation isn't happening that fast, so I thought, well, I'll just watch everything that's come out so far. What Beach is watching, what Beach has picked is an OVA, which means you probably want to have yeah. seen some of the previous. Oh. So I have to catch up to it's this, is the idea. So uh, so I did what you did with Haikyuu, essentially. Um, but yeah, this is something I've been mean, meaning to watch when I found it that actually got made into an anime, and there are, I think, like three seasons of it anyway. And it's just a girl who ends up in... I mean, they look like they should be in middle school, but I mean, they're probably in high school. So she ends up in school, and... They look like elementary school kids. Okay, I know, right? So I have no freaking clue how old they are now that I think about it. But they, she ends up in school, and a girl comes and finds her who's very outgoing. He's like, hey, remember? We used to be friends. And we once, in elementary school, we once stood on a, on a summit of a mountain and held hands and said we would do this again sometime. And so I want you to come mountain climbing with me. And she's like, I what? And she drags, she gets drug off to go mountain climbing and she doesn't want to climb mountains. And then she eventually learns that standing on the, the summit of, of tall hills is very interesting and nice. Mm -hmm. And then they all go out mountain climbing and she, they meet more people over time. And I was and like, I want to read more about, I want to read, I want to watch Fucking K on about mountain climbing, and that's all. I just want to watch K on mountain climbing. That's all I want to do. I remember watching the first episode of the first season. Talk about here, and and the quiet girl is into doing crafts, and loud girl comes up to her and is like, "Remember me? We have to go do this outgoing thing that you clearly don't want to do." And I was just like, "Oh, I hate her already." <laughs> and then the end theme shows like all these crafting things, and I'm like. Can't I watch the anime about the crafting girl doing the crafting? Why am I watching the anime about the crafting girl being forced to go mountain climbing? <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of this and then oh. eventually maybe getting to watch the OVA. And see how see how happy they are climb mountain climbing now? She didn't need those friggin' crafts, did she? I just want more series to start with two people saying, This is nice. We should do this again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bully ball's nice. That's my, that's my <laughs> we pick. We should do this again sometime. First, first of my picks that I'm hoping to watch this season, Corey. Uh, my first pick is Inuyashiki, which is oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe the awesome. opposite of what you just picked. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's based on a manga by the manga for Gantz, so we're looking oh, no. at potentially some hyper-violence. It's about a really old man who gets killed by aliens and given a nice new robot body that has superpowers. But although another kid also died at the same time, and he gets a robot body, but turns into a sociopath. So... <laughs> you really summed it up way better than the capsule did. Yeah, so that's the... Yeah. Oh, it looks... It's like, what, a ten-volume series at this point? Yeah. But, uh, this was listed as psychological. Yeah, there's... Like, if if you're not familiar with Gantz, maybe don't maybe don't start with this. 
I, I showed Beach the trailer of this because I'm like, hey, look at this. This old yeah, man doing nope. thing. He's, He's like, cool. Old and man then about he, to die. He and then that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, you, you weren't concerned about the guy finger banging the crow to death? I didn't even. I don't know how you fuck crows. But it was bang. Oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is right. like a great callback to Gantz, I feel. Yeah. Where <laughs> a guy finger banged a train. <laughs> Not you, Haksha? No, that's actual finger banging. Okay. <sighs> the one in Gantz is just him committing suicide by train. By actual, we mean that's the actual term. You mean finger guns. Anyway. Sure. Bang. Cool. <laughs> okay, you cool. Yashiki. I thought it was going to be a little more like, nope. like Ikiru. Ah. A man who who's like about to die, but then he gets a robot body. Or Benjamin Button. And learns how to be a better person in his oh, robot body. Well, he, he, he decides that he's going to try to help people with his robot body. That's what I mean. But again, there is someone else with a robot body. Yeah. Who can just finger bang people. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I like anime. I enjoy Inuyashiki. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who was thinking about yep. that. <laughs> oh, I guess that means it's yeah, me. <laughs> All right, so my first pick for this season is Welcome to the Ballroom. Good, that Good. was easy. Yes. Wow. I agree. I, I think it's going to go well. Really not much to say about this except. Is there dancing? There's a new girl. Yes, there's a new girl. She's a shit. total. Oh, I hate her so she's much. Awful. She's, yeah. yeah, she's pretty awful. Oh. And this is, she's going to be great. It's interesting because he's learning how to re relearning how to dance because he learned from dancing with her. How much he sucks. Yeah. yeah. Which it sucks because when you watch the first season, it's like the whole flower and frame part oh, and yeah, all that. You're like, oh, he's he does know how to do this. He's an amazing dancer. Look at him go. Yeah. He'll go all the way to nationals. No. He, he was dancing with people who already knew how to dance really yeah. good. That, so that worked out They were favor. holding him up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we, this is a show that, that blindsided me as well, because I didn't realize that the show, we actually caught up, kept up with Welcome to the Ballroom this year. Yeah, that's good. And so we walked right into the new episode. We ended the first season, I thought, wow, I hope this gets a second season, because I'd like to keep watching this. Yeah, and then we just kept watching it. Yep. <laughs> good. <laughs> with all what's-her-face. Uh, <sighs> oh, Mako. Best girl. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. okay. Anyway, uh, moving on. All right. My second peak. Peak. My second pick for uh, the upcoming fall is Kino No Tabi: Beautiful World, the animated series. So. Not like they haven't um, already had one. Yeah, yeah. The first anime actually came out. I looked this up in North America in twenty or two thousand four. Um, it's based on a series of light novels, and it's. Um, Got um, a very Kino. different color palette. Kino, uh, the color is the bike. It's the traveler, and her bike, Hermes, who's um, should be blue. Talks, but not in that cartoony Disney way of bikes that talk. It's just it, it has. <laughs> it doesn't have a fucking mouth. All oh, right, no. it talks like a normal bike would talk. No, I want this series now, but with like the, the Pixar car very style cars. motorcycle. <laughs> so the premise of the show is that. Uh, she travels around to learn about different countries, and they call them countries, but they seem more like towns and cities. They call them countries. Uh, she stays at each place three days at a time just to get a feel for the place. We, we saw the first episode the other day, um, and it was about a country where it is not illegal to murder people. 
Okay. And there, she on her way, she meets people, a person who's very excited about this because he's excited about the idea that he can just kill whoever he wants and, and no fine. one will care. And that backfires on him very badly oh, I later. Bet. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. yeah, not to give away anything, but the thing the thing about Kino is everything backfires on somebody. Well, oh, it's yeah. generally an interesting uh, thing about society. Uh, or a section of it, like I remember in the original anime, there was a country she visited where the whole point was people got up to go to work and the work they were doing was meaningless and repetitive and the only reason they were doing it was because that was what they did. Doesn't sound too much different than real life. Yeah. I think my favorite country from the first series was like the country with the guy laying the train tracks. Oh yeah. Oh, where he would pick them where like, he was laying like, he fresh was laying tracks, tracks and, there and there was, was somebody someone behind him picking, picking up them all the up. tracks. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like a perpetual cycle. Yeah, they didn't know. Neither of them knew. Wasn't it wasn't there three? Yeah. Because there's a third one and they were doing something else. They were either laying track again or they were like or it was like they were one like, guy was laying track, one guy was was pounding track in place, and one guy was picking it up. Yeah, yeah. something, something like, that. like that. But like when they were like rusted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like way in the distance. My 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 favorite country was the one where when Kino shows up, everybody there has like cat ears on, and they're all doing like a cat ear dance. Yeah. And she stays for three days, and then finds out that actually the country's thing is not that they have this cat ear thing. The country's thing is they've been trying for decades to attract travelers and tourism to their town. So every three days they change, they the entire country changes to a new thing, hoping to attract people to come to the <laughs> yeah. country. So that was the whole thing. It's kind of, uh, I feel like it's along a lot of the series that we like to watch about like yokai and like mushishi mm -hmm. and things like that, where it's just like, here's a contained thing that happens. Ultimately, there's no not going to be a huge arc it's through the lens of a consistent character. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. So is this a complete, like, just a straight-up retelling of the... No, it's no, a brand new story. Hmm. Yeah. Which is great, because well, it's like... It, and they've started to use some CG for her in the bike. Yeah. But not noticed badly. That. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not super badly. And also, and Kino is... Uh, uh, you find out in the original series that... And it's not a spoiler thing, because it's, like, it's 13 years old at this point. Kino is a girl, um, and yet they translate... Kino uh, give, give her a male pro giver a he pronoun in the subs that we're watching, hmm. and they've also done that I think in the official subs for the original yeah, series as well. They did that well. for the original. There was an episode actually where somebody was asked. They didn't ask what her gender was. They made an assumption about something, and the bike made a comment that was just like, "You can't do that." Yeah, and it's. It, I think it's super interesting because it's a very subtle thing that happens, and and it's. I'm not entirely certain as to. How they are, how they choose to gender Kino in this case, because we know that Kino was originally a girl, but we don't know how she or he or they identify now. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's not really supposed to be. Like important. I think I think Kino's uh, mannerisms were always supposed to be just like a safety thing. Yeah, yeah. I think so. so yeah. There's like it's easier to travel if you're thought of as being male. Yeah, but I remember when I watched the series uh, because I did watch this back in 2004. I had friends who really related to Kino for not being what you saw in anime with the girly girl or oh yes. or, or anything like that. It's like you got a cool talking bike and a gun. Yeah, yeah. a couple guns now. <laughs> <laughs> they have names too. Oh, oh yeah, Do they talk. No, they don't no. talk. But also, they're not called guns. They're called persuaders. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. true. But I, I'm all looking right. forward to it. I think it'll be great. Cool. Um, are we back to me? Yeah. Oh, yes. Damn it. I'm sorry. 
Um, <clears throat> shoujo Shumatsu Ryoko. Oh, uh, yeah, this one, okay. This is a really gentle series about the apocalypse. Um, it's about two girls. I did not, I, I didn't watch the PVs. <sighs> I had no idea what to expect going into this. I didn't even look at the art style. I just read the thing and I was like, well, this sounds interesting. Uh, they look so But malay. Maiden Abyss like, has, oh, yeah. has yeah. fixed me. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, that little round bean head? Yeah. The what gloves. horrors could it, happen to that? Exactly. They are very quiet. They're very silent. The whole series is very quiet and silent so far. Um, they are. They have a Kettenkrad, not a Motorrad, like mm -hmm. Kino has. They have a Kettenkrad, which is a uh, bicycle that uh, is a. It's a motorcycle that uh, that has uh, tank treads, essentially. Okay. Um, and they use it to haul all their stuff. And when the series opens, they are in a giant. Um, I want to say like a megalopolis, but they're in like a giant, like looks like a huge, huge factory thing. And they're rolling through there. They stay the night over there, and eventually they get out into the sun. And they're looking for food. And of course, there's all this snow. And um, they find guns, and they find supplies, and they find things like an old plane. And the thing is, these two girls are like uh, maybe 13, maybe 14, and they know nothing about anything but the fact that there was a war. Mm -hmm. The war is essentially over. They are on their own and there is nobody around to help them. And so they're trying to, they're, they're making sense of what's going on. Mm -hmm. But it's really, really slow paced and gentle. And the only harm that is that seems to come to them is based on the environment that they're in. They are it's basically them versus the environment that they're living in right to now. To be fair, they might not know that the war is over. It's not like, uh, a thing where the war ended and they survived and they were hiding in a thing. They got shoved off onto a vehicle and were told to leave and run away with rations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and this is and, where they are. And that was and, when they were a lot younger. So, so like, for all they know, the war could still be going on, but they never run into anyone. It looks like I really like the first episode because it is, like I say, very slow, very quiet, and it is kind of just a nice, like a deep breath. Um, they're making a companion, OVA or ONA, right, really, it's net animation to this, where it examines what it would be like if these two girls were actually in a Japanese high school. Sure. <sighs> I'm probably not going to watch that. I like did this they, so did, far. Would the other people that they're exposed to have like normal shaped heads and they're like, oh, the bean head's part of like a <sighs> mutation from the nuclear wasteland we, we were stationed in? I think the only other person we see has, is like a, is like a dude other, and he has a very like was, rugged face. He was, he was older. He was the guy who was telling them to leave. Yeah. Uh, yes. So he was an adult. So I can't tell if maybe they lose their bean-shaped heads yeah. later in life. This when, is when their skulls harden. Very Ichigo Marshmallow. It has, a, it has a real feel of like a Twilight of Humanity style series. Mm. I don't know what, what is supposed to happen outside of this. Let me know if they die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Which one of them has to eat the other? I will. Uh, it's gonna, the, I, the blonde is the one who's the excellent shot. Okay. The, the, the brunette be, is the one who actually has uh, the brain. It's okay, so the blonde one's going to die. No, no, the blonde's going to eat the other one based on that one scene where uh, while they were sleeping she tried to eat the other one's hand. Yeah, that's true. Oh. But they did it in that cartoony way, so you know it's not real. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. <laughs> Corey! No one turned into an ice cream cone or no, something? No. Yeah. Uh, my next pick is Kekai Sensen and Beyond. Which is the continuation of uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront. Oh, mm. oh yeah. okay. So this is, like, the series is just full chuny. Like, it's just over-the-top, wacky, zany adventure with a group of misfits that are all super-powered and a, a guy that is mostly a normal guy, but he has a special unique power and he gets in with this group of renegades. So uh, the last 
season, I guess, the series ended with like them basically saving the world from Apocalypse. So I don't know what's going to happen next, because I, I don't read the series. I assume Beyond. I think so. I think Beyond, because yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the last one had a lot of vampires and whatnot. And this might just be more regular city troubles with giant monsters. <laughs> regular <laughs> things. Trying to take the subway, not being able to fit on it. Yeah. Wow. All right. Why? Yeah, monsters have problems too. Did they just do organized dancing? Yes. Okay. I mean, I'm in. They have that. like choreographed like moves and special stuff, and there's like uh, every every character is special, unique, and they use blood in a lot of their oh. fighting. Okay. So like. Uh, the werewolf-looking guy makes like these giant f-off crosses <laughs> out of blood, and then just like wham, and he kills vampires with them. Yeah, that seems that seems right. Wow! All right, hmm. neat. Yeah. And the music sounds fantastic in it. So yeah, I'm gonna have to check out the first series. I think. So, yeah, I think I will on. too. Okay, that it. And again, yes, everyone has special attacks, and they, they yell them, and they get big text on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. You didn't uh, know there was text on the screen? Nope. Oh my god. Uh, and, and like the Germanic sounding. I feel like, like I'm gonna have to get into. She's the a werewolf. Uh, that guy that's big and muscular is the husband or ex-husband of one of the other characters. Oh, he's actually man. just like a, he's like a symbiote character. Hmm. Mustache man. The clappy mustache man. Clappy mustache man. The, the tiny monkey's name is Speed and is super fast. And the only person that can see him is the main character, <laughs> really. <laughs> can, can the only person that can see the monkey when it's standing still? No, Even? when it's moving. When oh, it's when moving. it's moving. Okay. okay. I was like, wait. The only person that can see the really fast monkey is the main character, and the main, the main character. Crazy at all. Special powers, he has magic eyes. Oh. Uh, he can yeah. see things. <laughs> I have normal eyes that can see things. See, he's got eyes that can see things. Special eyes. <laughs> he's got uh, the eyes of God. Oh, great. No, I do want to go back and watch the first one now. He can sew up people with his eyes. <laughs> now I have two things in common with Blackjack. Sorry. Um, oh, I'm going to have to get into Japanese typography, I think. I'm loving all these fonts on screen. Hey, what up? My pick now. Yep. Um, and it's uh, so I didn't pick uh, from last season uh, Fate Stay Night Apocrypha. Okay. Wait, that was, but it wasn't a Stay Night, was it? It was just no, Fate, Apocrypha. Fate Apocrypha. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. It's continuing on to the season. As and well. I didn't watch it, and I don't know that I will. I'm, okay. It turns out I like the main arc, uh, or at least the main universe of the Fate. Of like Fate Zero. Fate Fateverse. Yeah. Fate Zero. Stay Night and its branches, mm. Mm. which is why my pick for this season is going to be the movie Fate Stay Night Heaven's Feel, I Presage Flower, if that's indeed how you pronounce those words. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is going to cover the, it's the first of a, a number of movies. I think it's going to be three. Oh, correct mm. me if I'm wrong. On the same storyline. Yes, which will cover the, uh, which will cover the final arc of, final? One of the three arc, one of the arcs of the Fate Stay Night storyline, the Heaven's Feel arc, which apparently is the super depressing and super sad arc. Mm. Oh, so right up your alley. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, that's all I know about it because I'm trying to go in as blind as possible, which mm. I try to do with them. as many things that I enjoy. As You're I not can. even watching this PV right now. I'm trying um, to keep my we're, eyes. We're behind on on the movies, aren't we? We're supposed to be watching. Yeah, I think a couple movies I back think now. There are a few that we need to watch. I, at least the we end. We need to look that up. Yeah, okay. but, uh, yeah. If, if you like, if you like Fate, uh, this is pro something you should probably watch. If you have not watched Fate before, this is a terrible place to start. Where would you start out of your two? Would you start with Zero or Stay Night? 
I'd start with Zero. Because okay. Zero is, is probably the strongest series of all of the Fate series in terms of characters, uh, story, etc. Yeah, in terms of the anime, I would also start with Zero. I know there will be many people who will disagree with that. That mm -hmm. is okay. Yep. Which, which Stay Night would you watch? I could maybe watch the new one instead of the original. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would watch them both, mm. but I would put. The I mean, yeah, I would definitely watch them both. I'd but. put the original after Stay Night. If you enjoyed, if you enjoyed Zero, and you enjoyed uh, Unlimited Blade Works, yeah, then then go back and watch the original, because it's a little bit less. It's a little bit more wacky. It's a little bit less fully realized. The budget's not there. Yeah, I, like, yeah, the whole reason I wish I'd seen Zero first was because the original left out a few details that I felt like I was supposed to know, and yeah. I would have felt better knowing beforehand. Yeah, and at least at that point you'll know that it's worth worth continuing through, as opposed to if you jump in and get disappointed, you'll miss out on a lot of good stuff. So that's uh, yeah, that's my second and final pick for this season. Mm. So Heather, all right, my last pick for the season is. Hoseki no Kuni. So let me tell you about a distant future where there is a new life form called Gems. It is not a Steven Universe. No. But the art style looks brilliant. Wow. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Looks really cool. So, yeah. Super CG. 28 gems must fight the moon dwellers who want to turn them into decorations. They get assigned their roles. Uh, Foe, who I think is the main character... Uh, gets asked to edit a natural history magazine. Exciting. Yep. <laughs> I know nothing more about it than that because I didn't get a chance to watch this one either, but the, the PV just absolutely sold me on it because it was just like, look at all these very shiny characters who keep getting cracked and it, and it's, it's what it sci-fi thing. I don't know what's going mm -hmm. on. It's great. Battle athletes? Like, it might be hard to see in the it, over our shoulders, so maybe you need to watch the actual PV, but they all straight up have some CG wacky hair. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's constantly shining and moving, and there's and there's stuff going... It, it's very artificial. It looks this is really full easy. CG. Yeah. Like, not even just the hair. It's everything. Yeah. 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 But the hair is definitely driving over the point. It's like, no, no, we can do this because we have computers. CG grass, CG hair, CG booty yeah. shorts. It's just yeah. <laughs> CG moon dwellers. Those legs that go forever. Yeah. And that weird yeah. Buddhist priest uh, guy. Fo, by the way, wants to fight the moon dwellers and does not really want to be working on a natural history magazine. Which means of course. that eventually the history magazine will be uh, vital to what it is. Yeah, I hope so. As I read in <coughs> the preview, it was uh, everyone gets sorted into either being a fighter or a healer, ah. or apparently also a natural history magazine editor. Uh, my, the thing I read just said that people got sorted into roles mm -hmm. such as. Uh, so uh, those okay. might have just been examples, so but been, yeah. maybe. Um, I, I feel like the natural history magazine portion is what's going to drive a lot of the background information they're going to they're going to discover that the moon goes around the earth. They're going to discover that moon dwellers are really gems too. I'm going to be really Maybe, surprised I when I start seeing uh, the crossover Rule Thirty Four fan art of this. Well, I was I was actually just wondering when we're going to see Harry Ord. Beach, right? We uh, are my, crystal gems. My last pick. We run a natural history. Is Mahotsukai no Yome, <laughs> um, which to anybody who's uh, familiar with the manga, 
Um, I don't read the manga. I actually have no idea what this is because this oh. looked very oh, dark. Oh, yeah. This you is should watch the first stuff, not this new stuff. Well, see, the thing well, is is that... This is a TV series that seems to be starting from the beginning. Oh, yep. good. Yeah. It, the first episode starts from the beginning, and I had thought about watching the OVAs, and then when I saw there was going to be a TV series, I was like, well... I'll watch the OVAs maybe later to watch like how they kind of put all that stuff together, but the TV English. series starts from the beginning. And, What's the English title, Mage? Uh, it's The Ancient Mage's Bride. Right. Um, and really, it's Mohotsukai Noyome is the magic user's bride, if you want to think about it that way. Um, and it's about... Does she say her name? Sure. She... Uh, I forget. Because I only watched the first episode, and again, know nothing about the series. Um, she willingly signs herself over uh, for auction to a group of uh, weird hooded dudes. Turns out they must all they must all be magicians. Uh, the uh, dude who's wearing the the cow skull shows up. Uh, his name is uh, Elias, and he's like, "I'm buying her for an awful lot of money, uh, bringing her with me. I'm making you into my apprentice because you're something that's known as a sleigh baggy." Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then she's some, definitely the sleigh baggy. She's the sleigh baggy, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of uh, a bunch of fairies show up. Don't call them fairies though; they're not fairies. And they try to tempt her away, and uh, um, but because they're mad at Elias because they think that he fucking runs everything and he shouldn't. And anyway, it's... Um, <laughs> you are you get thrown into this kind of like... That's the first episode. You get thrown into this kind of the same way. I get thrown into this then, so uh, enjoy it. But it's neat. I I like the setting. I like the feel of what's going on. And, and the reason I went for this is because on the on, in ADTRW, on something awful forums, people talked about how good this, sh- this uh, manga is over and over and over, and then Corey's like, this manga is very good, you should probably read it, and I'm like, I will maybe eventually get to it. I think I said it would be something you would like. Yes. (laughs) Those are two different... Well, good for me, but anyway. um, Yeah, there's the weird thing about a girl selling herself into slavery, and then a guy coming along being like, I'm going to make you my apprentice, and also maybe... And then them making out. And it's like, hopefully hopefully someday you're going to be my bride, and it's like, okay, that's weird. There's no making out in the in the first the episode. the first episode, so anyway. if that's coming, it's coming. But And there's a lot of... there's There are people who are like, I'm not comfortable with this idea of the slavery purchase it, becoming a bride so, thing. I'm like, so, I can understand so why. The first episode uh, shows uh, one of the hooded guys talking to her earlier on like a school roof or something and it kind of suggests that she is very depressed with her life and basically doesn't care and he's saying well maybe if you don't care you could just sell yourself to somebody who does yeah. and it looks like she went with that plan yeah yeah did, did you end up watching the uh, the ova beer beach no Okay. It's very pretty. I, it, oh, okay. it, it was very pretty. We watched it, and it gave me some real heebie-jeebies. Cool. Just the interactions I, between the characters. So I think I'm of that other camp. I cannot wait to see if this puts me off completely. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I give it like maybe up to episode three before. Like, the, there's that one scene in the PV where he keeps looking her neck that does kind of gross me out a little. I haven't watched the PV at all. But so. there's some cats, and the cats look cool. So there's that. Let's see what happens. There's a dog that's also a boy. You might like him. Oh, that, that sounds cool, too. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, hmm. Corey. Uh, my last pick is kind of an anime. It is Blade Runner Blackout 2022, right. which we don't, I don't, we don't have a pad because it's a 15-minute uh, video short directed by Shinichiro Watanabe. Uh, about Blade Runner. It's set three years after the first Blade Runner movie with a bunch of replicants trying to cause a blackout in LA. And it's just, it's 
they they use their budget amazingly well. Mm-hmm. Like there there are scenes where you're just like, oh, this looks kind of cheap. But then when it gets into the, like the actual animated segments, that's just like there's so much attention to like character detail and movement that it's really nice. And then if you're watching any of the Blade Runner movies, it's useful context for some stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, especially because. All of this new stuff, because there's two other shorts that, yes. that are not animated shorts. They're short. They're they're live action shorts. All of them fill in like bits between the first movie and, and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And I imagine that it's probably very helpful to know in order to watch the the new movie. It's like if you watch these, like it flushes that some of that stuff out. The the new movie does just tell you stuff that happened yeah, right. and. The stuff that happens in the shorts shows you kind of some of the events that lead to what it's you're told about. Like I watched a, it, I liked like it. Like a mini Animatrix. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I'm always down to see something by Shinichiro Watanabe. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop and... Samurai Shampoo. I was, yeah. I was... I watched it, and I'm like, okay, so that's a thing that certainly happened, and I got very Animatrix vibes off of it, and kind of walked away. I said this on Twitter, too. I said, I watched it, and I'm like, I feel like... While it was interesting, and while I'm like, there's nothing bad about it, it's you know, it's good. I also didn't feel as if I'd seen anything that I hadn't already seen before. Everything about it kind of made me feel like this is all similar stuff that I've seen in other anime and like you know, emotion-wise and everything else. I'm kind of like, I'm not seeing anything here that feels terribly new to me. Um, and maybe that's because also I, when I watched Blade Runner, I watched it after I'd seen a lot of other sci-fi movies which had cribbed a lot of things that were in right. Blade Runner originally. Yeah. And so it's like, here I am again watching a, a short that is part of a... You know, Universe that you don't care about. Yeah, that I kind of don't have much of an interest in because all of the stuff that I've seen, I've seen in other movies and TV shows and anime already. Mm-hmm. So that's how I came out of that. But yeah, it was still good. It was very pretty. It is. It's very pretty. <laughs> Check it out. Well, you still can, because I don't know how long it's going to stay online. Mm-hmm. Heather, do you have another pick? No, that was our very last pick. Then Ian. that's Beach? all of our picks. No, that was, good. That was great. great. Went out on Blade Runner. Well, Let's watch Blade Runner. Yes. Okay. Don't go out and do that. But before you do, we'd like to thank you for watching this episode of Mad Annie. We'll be back in another quarter with our reviews of what we like from this season and our picks for the next one. We'd like to remind everyone out there that all of our podcasts are supported by you, the viewer. We are supported by you, the viewer, who goes to patreon.com slash voting ready run and becomes one of our glorious patrons at that site. And even if you don't want to do that, uh, pass this around. Pass other podcasts around. Let people know that, uh, that we produce this. And if they're into anime and they want to hear what we have to say and they don't know who we are, they probably won't care, but maybe they will. Who knows? I don't want to make any value judgments about the kind of people you have as friends. At the very least, watch Welcome to the Ballroom, and if you can yes. stand it, Made in Abyss. Yeah. Those are the two we definitely all four agree on. And yeah. keep circulating the tapes, by which I mean go to the original source and watch them. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.